The following is a sermon that was preached at Good News Lutheran Church in Mount Horeb, Wisconsin. It was preached on Sunday, October 30th, 2022, on the basis of John 8, verses 31 through 36. For more information or to view our entire sermon library, visit goodnewslc.org. Thank you for listening. Hold on for dear life. You would have to be in quite the situation to hear these words in a real life scenario. Now I have had the, I guess, bad fortune to have had not shouted these exact words, but shouted words that are very similar to them. I've had to shout, hold on. And unsurprisingly, almost every one of those times has involved a river of some sort. One of these times we were having a fire at the local state park in Newell, Minnesota, where I went to college. And on the way back from this fire, we had to cross a frozen river. Not the smartest idea, I know, but five out of six of us made it across. I was the second to last one, and I turn around and look at my friend, and he is not so sure he wants to cross. I tell him, eh, five of us crossed it, and we're all a lot bigger than you are. I'm sure you'll be fine. Poor advice. He takes about two steps and falls through the ice. Um, up to about his neck. Uh, scary situation. Of course, I'm right there, so I reach out my arm and I say, hold on, as I pull him on to solid ground. Water is a powerful force of nature. It could have swept my friend away. I'm thankful that it didn't. But it does sweep people away, and it doesn't just sweep people away. It sweeps entire towns and villages away in an instant. And if you're ever caught in raging water, it is important to have something solid, something firm to hold on to. In the gospel for this morning, Jesus tells us that we need to hold on, not to something that is fickle, fading, or fragile, but on to something that is strong, firm, constant. He tells us to hold on to his teachings, because in his teachings, we hear about the truth. The truth that sets us free from slavery to sin and death. A truth that we need to hold on to for dear life. It's easy to tell someone, but if you haven't noticed, we live in a world that has a lot of truths. With the birth of the internet and social media, there's this thing called, what's trending? What's going on in today's world? What's the most popular truth right now? And with social media or with any type of media, wherever you go to get your news, whatever you go, wherever you go to see what's going on, whether it's Twitter, Snapchat, Facebook, Instagram, Google, uh, the newspaper, or the news on TV at night, no matter where you go, you're going to see millions, if not literally a billion different perspectives about what's happening in the world around us. And when you see all these perspectives about what's going on, it can be really hard to distinguish what is true or, or what's not true. Fox told me, yeah, well, CNN told me, one side of your family and some of your friends might have a hill that they're willing to die on, and the other side of your family and some of your friends might be willing to die on the exact opposite hill. And so you hear, keep an open mind but we're all individuals too. We all have our own perspective, our own idea of what is true. 
And something about that perspective, something that we have an opinion on, something everybody wants is to have approval for that opinion, to have approval for what they think is true. You see it in social media with thumbs up, likes, favorites. Uh, and even if you don't use social media, you want to be told, you want to be affirmed in your belief. Everybody wants affirmation to know that their opinion is the right one, that their opinion is the true one. And it's tempting. It's tempting to grab hold of all those truths around us so that we can gain approval in the eyes of others, so that we can gain approval from all those around us. And it doesn't have to be a political truth. It can be fashionable. It can be social. It can be spor a sports team, some sort of truth. Any truth that you grab on a hold of, you're going to be constantly letting go of one truth in order to grab another because the world is constantly changing. You don't have to have social media to know that. You don't have to have social media in order to understand the concept of trends, of what's trending. No, because the world is full of these short-term truths. The world is constantly changing. It's almost impossible to keep up with what's going on around you. If we try to chase righteousness in the eyes of the world, we're going to be changing our definition of what's righteous every day. Something that's true one day might be extremely offensive the very next day. So when you're going around trying to grab a truth, trying to say what everybody around you is saying, saying that's the righteous thing to do, if we keep grasping after the world's righteousness, the only thing that's going to come from that is exhaustion. We're going to be worn down. And even if you do think you've found a group, found some sort of idea that you think that you can hold on to, there's never a 100% chance that that group or that, that idea won't become radical or won't be proven to be false after all. The Reformation is a great example of this. It's an interesting example because it's about the church. The church, which was supposed to hold out the very truth that Jesus tells us to cling to, his teachings, and instead of holding out the scripture, instead of holding out the truth, they held out their own truth. A truth that elevated them in the eyes of others. They said, you are saved by works. If you do what we tell you to do, then you will be saved. And if you believe otherwise, then you are damned. And that's hard to hear. The church, the very area that we're here right now, and 1500 AD, when Martin Luther was around, held out a different truth. Did not hold out scripture, but held out that truth. And it elevated them in the eyes of others because everyone saw the church and said, that's the way that I'm saved. That's the only way to salvation is through the church, through the Pope, through what I do. The Reformation is so important to us because there was somebody that didn't hold on to that truth that the church was holding out. There was somebody that held on to the truth that Jesus gives us, that held on to scripture. And his name was Martin Luther. A man that not only held on to what God had to say to him about how he who was lost is now found, who is forgiven. And he didn't just hold on to that truth for himself, but actually this year we're celebrating the 500th year that Luther came out with the September Testament. If you don't know what the September Testament is, it is when Luther translated the New Testament from Greek into German. 
So this truth wasn't just for him. Uh, most of the Bibles in that day were only written in Latin. So nobody, none of the common people could read them. I know I still can't read Latin. Not that I ever took a day of it, but I know that I can't read it. So it would be a little hard for me if somebody gave me a Bible and said, here, read this, and I open it, and it's all in Latin. Luther changed that. He gave the people a German Bible at the time of the printing press so that they could actually see what was true for themselves. They could hear in John 8, which we read for today for the gospel, hold on to my teachings, Jesus says. Hold on to my teachings. Not any truth that somebody throws out there, not the truth that the church at the time is holding out there, not the truth that the world around us is trying to give us. Hold to my teachings. Hold to my teachings. If you hold to my teachings, you are truly my disciples. If you hold to my teachings. Not the latest trend. Don't hold on to the latest trend. Not what's popular. You don't need thousands of followers on social media. Don't hold on to your political party. Don't hold on to any certain religious or political party. Don't even hold on to a certain, you don't even need to belong to a certain church. But he says, hold to my teachings. Hold on to my word. Scripture alone. That's one of the mottos for the Reformation. Sola Scriptura. It means scripture alone. There's only one thing that we can grab onto. One thing which Jesus offers us, scripture. It is the one thing that will keep, the, keep us from getting swept away. It is the one thing that we need to hold on to for dear life. Not get swept away. Not getting swept away. It sounds like a great thing, right? Especially if it's a raging river and if you let go, then all of a sudden you are bound to die. But what if instead of a raging river or a river covered by ice that you don't know what your next step will be, what if instead it's a river that's flowing at a nice leisurely place, leisurely pace in the middle of the southwest region of Wisconsin with rolling hills on a nice hot summer day and you have an inner tube and a life jacket? then you probably don't want to hold on to anything, do you? Because by holding on, you're restricting yourself. You're, you're not getting the full experience of floating down a river in the middle of July in Wisconsin. You're being deprived by holding on to something. You're missing out. So when Jesus tells us to hold on to the truth, and the truth will set you free, it might be easy to respond like the Jews did in, in the reading for today and say, Free from what? Look at the life that we're living, living in America. I think today we have a misconstrued idea of what freedom is, especially when we think of the term freedom in, biblical, uh, in a biblical aspect. I mean, using the river analogy again, we might tend to think of freedom to let go of a branch or get on the river when we want, hop off when we want, float down however we'd like to just ride the wave. And putting it in today's terms, the ultimate freedom might be seen as keeping an open mind, being able to jump from trend to trend and do whatever pleases me. 
you know, this pleases me, so I'm going to hold on to it because I enjoy that. I enjoy this trend. After all, I thought this was America. This is America. But living in America and with an American sense of freedom, it tends to be that we have the ability and that we can do and believe whatever we want. But where does that get us? Where does riding the wave, where does doing whatever we want, when we want, how we want to do it, where does that get us? It's kind of strange to think of freedom not as the ability to do whatever we want, but almost the exact opposite. It's weird to think of doing whatever you want and not associating that with freedom. And yet, our freedom, an American sense of freedom, is the exact opposite. Jesus tells us it's actually a form of bondage, doing whatever we want, because we're bound to sin. From birth, from infancy, from conception, we were slaves to sin. We have sinful parents. We were bound by death. We were bound by sin. And that's exactly what we hear today. That if we see this river ride, if we ride it out exactly how we want to do it, at the end of the river, what's waiting for us? Eternal death. So our American sense of freedom is actually the exact opposite. The exact opposite of actual freedom. It's our sinful nature played out. It's our sinful nature doing whatever we want to do and jumping, um, and instead jumping back into chains and slavery. And that's exactly what God's truth shows us. God's truth shows us in his law, in the old covenant that was talked about in Jeremiah and even in Galatians, the old covenant, the law that God gave Moses. He gave them a list of laws, and he said, if you keep this law, then I promise you blessings. I promise you good things. But if you disobey, I promise you punishment. And if you know anything about the Old Testament or the history of the Israelites, you'll see that it is filled with rebellion and punishment. This truth that God gives us, this truth of the law, is meant to point us, to show us that there is nothing that we can do on our own. If we just look at the Israelites, we can see they disobeyed the law time and time again. If we look at ourselves, we can see that we disobey the law time and time again, and all we deserve is punishment. God gives us a truth to hold on to. But as sinners, no matter how hard we hold on to any truth, we are going to be swept away. We're going to be swept right down the river to eternal death. And that's because we were slaves to sin, which Jesus said a slave has no permanent spot in the family. As slaves to sin, we had no permanent spot. We had no spot in the family of God. And thankfully, God does not just give us the truth of the law in the Bible, but he gives us the truth of the gospel. There's a whole another part of the Bible, the gospel. The new covenant which Jesus came to establish, where he kept the law, he kept that old covenant perfectly for us, so that it's not by anything that we have to do. He was the ultimate sacrifice. In the Old Testament, we hear about these animal sacrifices that the Israelites gave up to God, but they could only point to, they could only symbolize the perfect sacrifice that God was for us, that God was for them. 
not only does Jesus give us that truth and tell us to hold on to his teachings, he reveals himself as that truth. Later in the book of John, he says, I am the way and the truth and the life. Jesus offers us his teachings where we hear about him, the truth, the truth that sets us free. Yes, we were slaves, but we are slaves no longer because of that perfect sacrifice. We are slaves no longer because we have that truth, the truth of a Savior who came to keep it all, to do it all for us, to die on the cross, to suffer the punishment for us. And Jesus also reveals himself to be the Son that sets us free. Only a son can be a part of the family. And Jesus makes us all children of God. So knowing that truth, knowing that truth about Jesus, that's good enough news to convince us to let go of this freedom, this American sense of freedom that we have, and to hold on to what Jesus gives us, to hold on to his teachings, to hold on to scripture alone. Because Jesus offers us a much greater freedom than the sense of freedom that we have as Americans. The American sense of freedom can never offer us eternal life. It can't offer us a way out of death and hell. But Jesus can. Jesus gives us that ultimate freedom so that we no longer have to fear death and eternal punishment, but we can rejoice that we get to live eternally with him. Hopefully, I'm never caught in a situation again where I'm on a river and me and my friends are about to be swept away and I'm frantically looking for something solid to hold on to. But I know there will be situations again where my viewpoint will be challenged, where the truth that the world offers does not line up with the truth that I have in God's word. And I know that all of us will be in that situation, you too. But I know that whatever truth the world offers, I know that we have a more solid truth, a truth that never changes, a truth we never have to let go of, an unshakable and breakable truth, the word of God. So hold on for dear life to that word, because in that word we hear about the truth, the truth of a savior who holds on dearly to you. Amen.